2009, we made history with the election of President Barack Obama. He called us to service, as there remains much work to do to end unemployment, poverty, and crime in our communities. There's so many books on how we can accomplish this, but this year, everyone's raving about this summer's hottest new book, The Solution for Black America, Reclaiming, Rebuilding, and Restoring the Urban Ghettos in America by Chicago's own Emmanuel Barbie. A graduate of Northeastern Illinois University, Barbie addresses key ways we back our families and communities. But unlike so many other books on this topic, Barbie captivates his reader, presenting solutions through a riveting life story. It's entertaining, it's different, it's exciting. The perfect book club selection. Don't be left out. Get your copy of The Solution for Black America, Reclaiming, Rebuilding, and Restoring the Urban Ghettos in America. Order today at Amazon.com. Welcome to Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos podcast. This evening, um, we have a special guest, um, Prophetess Margot Shelton from Texas. Okay, you're on the air. Greetings, everyone. Hallelujah. We bring you greetings from Holy May Free Ministries in Houston, Texas, uh, where I am Apostle Margot Shelton. Um, it's an honor and a pleasure to be on the line tonight with you all. I want to thank Minister Barbie for having me as a special guest on tonight. So I'm not going to take up a lot of your time, but we're going to go ahead and just move forward. And then whatever you have for me, you can just go ahead and shoot it at me and we'll see what happens after that. So, um, if I had to bring a title to what I'm talking about tonight, I'm talking about walking it out. And the question is, we're walking, but where are we going when we're walking? The steps that we take to get through our journey is so very important. But when we talk about genocide in the ghettos, when we talk about moving from one place to the next, when we talk about moving forward, when we talk about walking out, we're, we're, we're ready to do something, we're ready to walk away, but where are we going? And so, God gave us the land, and so that's what I want to talk about tonight. I want to talk about the land, because God gave us the land. Not only did he give us the land, but he gave us a promise. And so, we have to know that the land that God gave us is ours because he said in Joshua 1, chapter 3, that where the soles of our feet tread upon, he would give us that land. Some virgin says, well, where the soles of your feet tread, you possess the land. So when we're walking in a particular direction, when we're going on a particular journey, are we going to possess? what is at the end of our destination. So the first thing we have to do is understand possession and ownership. Then he said, I have given you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and the lion and the young lion and the adder. So you have power when you're walking to tread upon certain things. So you have to know your authority. The Bible says that we bruise the head of the enemy with our heel. Do we understand the natural, the supernatural place that God has 
put us in in order to take the land. So our feet, it says when we're putting on the armor, the Bible tells us that our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Well, that to me says you have to also know your authority. And so when you know your authority, you go in confidently knowing that your destination is your promised place. And how do we know that the destination is our promised place? I'm going to tell you from Genesis 13 verses 14 through 17. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after Lot was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes. Look from the place where thou art northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For thy, for all the land that thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise. Walk in the length of it and the breadth of it. For I will give it unto thee. That is the promise. So we have to know the promise of God from the beginning. That was given to us from the beginning. So, even though we have the instructions of the power of the authority, we have to know the promise that God gave us from the beginning. So, we have to act like it. We have to be confident in it. And when we achieve that, we will never walk the same path. You will never take the same journey or you will never take the fruitless journey. You will never return to your vomit. And you will be able to endure the journey because the ghetto or Lodabar is a frame of mind, not a fact of life. Some of us make choices and others of us have privileges. And that's what I want to leave with you tonight. You have to know your authority. You have to know the promise. You have to understand the power. And you have to know possession and ownership. So we're talking about being in the, in the ghetto. And it, 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 it gives a description that we'll never own anything because we're always paying rent to the man. It says that we're in a place that we'll never be able to make it out. It's a familiar place. Sometimes we get comfortable there, so we make choices instead of walking out and exploring the privileges because the Word of God promises us benefit. The Word of God promises us deliverance. The Word of God
God promises us a way of escape. But what choices are we making with the land that has already been given to us? And so uh, uh, it causes us to reside as a cultural people in a place called Lodabar, which is the low place, which is the underprivileged place, which is the undercurrent place. But God promised us something. And in, promising, in his promise, he commands us to do something. What he commands us to do is to arrive. He's already told us what, what it takes for us to travel out of that place. But we have to make the choice to travel out in order to gain the privilege. So it may be that the ghetto is deemed as a way of life, but there's also a way of escape. So in this place called Lodabar, we don't have to stay there. We don't have to stay there because there's a way out. He's given us a way out. So we have to arise. How do we arise? By changing our mindset, by changing our faith portion, by changing what we're exposed to. And make different choices. We have to accumulate enough information to cause us to make different choices. And that's the day of our deliverance. We cannot continue to be like the bird who's been locked in a cage so long that when the door is open, we refuse to fly out. We refuse to mature. We refuse to, to gain wisdom. We refuse to explore. So it's your land. It's out there. It's waiting for you. It's waiting for you to break up the fallow ground. It's waiting for you to till the ground. It's waiting for you to plant the seed. It's waiting for you to, to fertilize it. It's waiting for you to tend to it. It's waiting to become a manifested dream that you have. Because you own it. And and in this in this land, when your feet tread up on this land, when, when you, you have the power, when the power you possess causes you to be able to possess and own this land, you have to realize that everything that you walk into has to become subject to you. So then there is no struggle. There is no warfare. There is no hard, hard time because you have the power. It must come subject to you. Everything, everywhere the soles of your feet tread, it must come subject to you because it is your land. He promised. And we understand the word of God, that God is a man that cannot, he's not a man that he should lie. And he's not the son of man that he should repent. What he promised, he said he would do it. And he said he would watch over his word to perform it. So his word never fails. But we have to know his word. We have to know the promise. We have to know the power. We have to know the authority. We have to know the ownership and possession. And we have to make the choice in order to walk into the privilege. And that's the promise. And so I just want to leave that little injection with you tonight with something to think about. And I'll turn it back over to the host to carry the remainder of the program. Thank you for allowing us to share our ministry gift with you on tonight. All right. Um, Prophet, can you please stay on the line? Yes. Because I just want to say a, a mini prayer and then I'm going to let you go. 
Uh, Heavenly Father, first and foremost, Lord, just thank you again for another opportunity for this podcast, Lord. Um, thank you for this special guest that came on, Prophetess uh, Shelton, Lord. Just bless her ministry, Lord Jesus. Um, and there, and I'll, I'll give her her heart's desire, Lord. And um, just touch the hearts and minds, Lord, of, of all of my uh, Christian friends that's on my uh, Facebook page, Lord. Let them um, make arrangements to come on the show, Lord, because after all, I'm trying to give them an opportunity to promote their ministries. Also, if I have um, business owners that's on my friends list, Lord, touch their hearts to come on here, Lord, so that they can um, promote their business. This is all about trying to share um, this platform, Lord, with people that's doing stuff positive in the community, Lord Jesus. Also, the ones, Lord, that don't know who you are, Lord, we pray that they will um, accept you in their life, Lord. We're going to show love and kindness to um, the, the secular people, Lord, that's uh, on my uh, friends list, Lord, and in my social groups. But most of all, Lord Jesus, just thank you again for this opportunity. Bless me, Lord Jesus, to uh, turn my Christian business into a reality, a real business. Bless my uh, future um, uh, film, Lord Jesus. Bless it, uh, me with um, the capital, Lord, the resources, Lord, to get it um, made and have quality actors, Lord, to play in it, Lord Jesus, that I can generate capital from that, Lord Jesus, to... Um, Purchase um, property, Lord, to uh, purchase um, equipment, Lord, and hire qualified people to help me run this uh, Christian business starting here in the city of Chicago in Jesus' name. And let it be a model for other cities, Lord, around the country, Lord, and be a blessing, Lord, to um, the inner cities, Lord, to rebuild Black Wall Street, Lord, and expand to uh, 10 um, African nations, Lord. So just let, let your will be done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, we have another special guest this evening. Her name is Evangelist Tamika Palmer from North Carolina. Okay, you're on the air. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we should rejoice and be glad in it. I'm Tamika Palmer. I'm from um, Greensboro, North Carolina. My ministry is called Stepping Out of Fear. It's a faith ministry. God has equipped me with that ministry because for a lot of years I have lived in um, fear of being paranoid to step out into what God wants me to do, being afraid to do different things. And so um, a couple months ago, he had reached out to a, uh, a pastor of mine and had let me know that I need to be doing what he wants me to do and stop sitting on my talents and wasting time by just sitting around. And so for so many years, I have been bound with fear, just, uh, you know, getting closer to God, just, you know, scared to take a step or scared to do this and do that. And so I just thank God for um, empowering me and motivating me to do his will and to do his work. You know, I thank God for everyone coming on the line and giving me this opportunity to come and just give the word unto his people. Okay, so um, we're going to be talking about fear. And the definition of fear is um, to be afraid of someone or something that's likely to be dangerous or painful or threatened. You know, sometimes you may have, you know, uh, dreams and you may have uh, inspiration. Maybe God has told you to go and do something, maybe to be an encouragement to someone, maybe to help someone or pray for somebody. And sometimes the enemy will come in like a flood and just tell us, that we shouldn't do these things, that, you know, that we're not more than a conqueror and we don't have any power 
through Jesus Christ, but we know that God, that Jesus died on the cross, you know, for our sins, and that He, God, has sent Him as a sacrifice. And so we're walking with authority, we're walking with power. And so sometimes we have to just stand in the mirror and begin to encourage ourselves and begin to tell us that we already, you know, the enemy is already defeated and that we're walking into victory. We can't keep allowing the enemy to tell us this and tell us that and going against. What God is saying, because God's power is unlimited, where the enemy power is limited. And so we're going to talk about fear for a few minutes, that, you know, whatever God is telling you to do, step out, you know, of your comfort zone. You know, sometimes as Christians, we'll just say, okay, well, I'm going to do it this way, or maybe I'm not going to do it. Maybe I'm not hearing from God. This is why we have to have a relationship with Christ. We have to really sit down and spend time with him. We have to meditate on his word. We have to do whatever he's telling us to do because he's not going to tell us to do anything wrong. Sometimes he may send you in a situation or place you in a situation for you, not just for yourself, but for other people. What you're going through is not just designed for you to go through. For yourself, but you're going through it for somebody else. You know, how can you preach or teach to anyone if you haven't been homeless or if you haven't been going through a divorce or you haven't been hungry? You know, how could you tell anyone or give anyone encouraging words? You know, but what you're going through, you know, God is going to bring you out. It's a process. You understand? It's going to take some time. It's going to take his timing and not our timing. I'm going to tell you something. Please do not allow fear to paralyze you. Please do not allow fear to let you sit on your talents. Please do not allow fear to go and have you in a standstill and you're more like running from God instead of to God, you know. So I had two scriptures and um, they're my favorite. One is Psalms 34 4 and it says, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me and he freed me from all my fears. And the other one is Psalms 56 3 and it says, um, but when I'm afraid, I put my trust in him. When you are afraid or when you're going through, put your trust in the Lord. Begin to have a conversation with him. You, everybody thinks that you just can't. You can just, you just supposed to just say you pray, you fast, but you're not supposed to communicate. You have to communicate with him. Tell him your fears. Tell him your doubts. Tell him your worries. Ask him to help you with different areas in your life. And this way, you know, when you, when he goes and see you on the assignment, or we go see you out there to the world to encourage somebody or lift somebody's spirit up or to pray for somebody, it won't be a problem because you know you're walking with authority. You know that he's not going to give you anything that's too hard for you to handle. And so what we do is we begin to doubt ourselves. We begin to question, well, is this really God talking to us? Is this really what God wants us to do? But I'm telling you, if you have a relationship and you fear not, I'm telling you, it blood, blood, block. The enemy from talking to you and trying to put you in a paralyzed state, then I'm telling you, God will use you abundantly. You know, there's nothing wrong with being afraid. Sometimes you may get scared. You know, I have friends, you know, my friend, you know, sometimes she may be afraid of dark. There's nothing wrong with that, but you don't stay in that place. You don't allow the enemy to keep, you know, coming at you left and right. When you know you're walking into authority, you're walking with the power of Jesus Christ. And this is what we need to do. We need to also uplift one another. We need to pray for one another. We need to encourage one another. It can't be, you know, that, you know, we can just be selfish and think about ourselves. When I pray, I pray for everyone. I pray for the lost. I pray for the ones that were sick. I pray for this and I pray for that. I'm going to tell y'all something. God is so good and he has been so merciful. I'm telling you that if it wasn't for his grace and his love and his mercy, I just don't know where I would be. Two, about three weeks ago, I ended up in the hospital. I had, um, 
you know, pain in my chest, and I began to allow the enemy to tell me that I was going, you know, to die, and all these negative thoughts came into my mind. I had to cast it down because I allowed him, the enemy, to come and try to put fear and doubt in me. If God wanted me gone, he would have then came and got me. If he wanted me to say it happened to him, he don't have to wait for a set date or time, and so I began to allow those those fears to come in me. I began to allow those thoughts and different things and, you know, certain things wasn't going the way that I wanted to, but I had to call on the name of Jesus. I had to just say, Lord, whatever it is, Lord, just take it away from me. Whatever that I'm dealing with, you know, just help me to be better and not to stay in this place. I know you're going to work it out. If I want, I wanted him to work it out right through the year, but it's like, no, I have to trust him enough to know that he has the process. Sometimes we want stuff real quick, like a microwave, and, you know, you put the food in there, but it's like sometimes you got to heat that food up two or three times. You know, it's not going to, you know, be heated up the first time. And so this is what we do. We want quick, fast, and hurry services, but we want to be filled with the anointing. We want to be filled with his power, but we don't want to go through nothing to get to where he wants us to be. And so he began to deal with me and say, whose who report are you going to believe? Are you going to believe what I'm telling you? That I'm going to bring you out of this? That I'm doing this for my glory and for your good? So you can go here and tell the story of my grace and my mercy and the love that I have for my people? Or are you going to believe what the enemy is telling you? Which he's the father of lies. He has never loved you. He don't like you. He hates you because of me, because you represent me. And I had to get myself together and say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, remove that fear, remove that doubt, remove everything that is in me that's not of you. And I had to blood block the enemy and keep it moving. You know, don't, don't, this is 2020. I'm telling you that this is our year for goodness. This is our year for greatness. This is our year for God to bless us beyond what we can ever imagine. But if we go here to believe what the enemy is saying, if we go here in faith, then we're not going to get to what God has for us. And it's time off for excuses. You know, a lot of us say, oh, we had church hurt and we got people hurt. Listen, forgive those that trespass against you and ask God to help you to be healed and delivered so we as a people can rise up and open and do the works of the Lord. It's time out for excuses. It's time out for just, you know, just focusing on what your situation is. Someone is out there going through worse than what we're going through. You know, I had someone I was talking to and it's just a bunch of negativity, but God has brought this individual out. God has healed this person's body because prayer still work and so i'm just telling y'all just to be encouraged to love on one another you know don't give up on god don't give up on your dreams don't give up on anything that god has told you that he's going to give to you you know fear is really negative there's nothing good about it it will paralyze you it will keep you in a place that you don't need to be in it will keep you in a place where you know you have been left and you just stay in there because you're scared to step out of your comfort zone. Fear will have you in a place where you won't go to that job interview because you're always thinking negative and thinking that nothing's going to change or nothing's going to work out. Fear will have you thinking that you are less than what God said that you are above and not beneath. That you are the head and not the tail. Fear will have you in a situation where it's though that you will just want to give up on life and want to even probably hurt yourself or cause harm to someone else. Fear will have you paranoid and paralyzed, and it will also have you in a place where you're just like stuck in a jail cell mentally, you understand, because you're not stepping out on faith. You're not trusting God. You're not giving over to God. 
You understand? When we go ahead and give it over to him, when we believe in him, and we hold on to what he is telling us and the things that he's teaching us, he's going to bring us out of situations. He's going to help and deliver us. He's going to actually begin to save our soul. But if we keep allowing the enemy to talk to us and keep believing what he's saying, you know, then we're going to miss what God has for us. For so many years, y'all, I have missed what God has for me. For so many years, y'all, I had values of people opinion of me, of you know, because I didn't want to, I was in the world and wanted to be in the world, but I didn't want to come out of the world. And God said, no, not so. My kids will not be in the world. You won't have one foot in the world and have one foot out. Is it you going to serve me or you going to serve the world? And I had to make a decision and I had to make a choice and I decided to go with Jesus. In that decision, I lost a lot of family members. Thank you, Jesus. I lost a lot of friends. Thank you, Jesus, because they didn't mean me any good anyway. You understand? And my circle began to decrease. You understand? But my faith began to increase. You know, I began to draw closer and nearer to the Lord. Yes, I don't wake up. Everything is so perfectly, you know, like I got to go. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm going through some battles right now that I will not discuss because I'm placing them in the hands of the Lord. And I know that in due time, at the right season, that he's going to go ahead and he's going to work it out for his glory and for my good. Don't worry about losing people. Don't worry about people talking about you. Don't worry about anything negative that's going on. Just keep your mind focused on the Lord. Keep on constantly praying and fasting and just ask him to help you and deliver you from people. I used to be a people pleaser. I used to always want to just please people and just worry about people and be around people that didn't mean me any good. And it took a situation, a bad situation that happened for God to snatch me out of the situation that, you know, if he didn't do it, I would still have been in that situation. You're either for God or you're against him. He's not playing no games. He's tired of being, you know, us being lukewarm. You know, we trust him today and then tomorrow we don't trust him. Either you're going to go in all the way or he's going to spit you out all the way because he don't want his kids coming to him lukewarm. You're going to have to give up some things. You're going to have to sacrifice some things. But he did it. He does it all the time. He's been doing it from the end of time, from the beginning and the end of time. And so what you do is you hold on to your faith. You keep on meditating and you keep on praying. You keep asking him to deliver you. I ask him, I say, Lord, search me every day from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. Search me of anything that's in me that's not of you. Search me and, and correct me because I want to live and I want to be an image, an example of, of the Lord. You understand? And I can't do that if I'm walking with the world in one hand and uh, well, holding holding the world with one hand and walking with the whole hands with God with the other. You're going to have to let go of some things. You know, it's painful, you know. But I'm telling you, at the end of the day, when you're going through, he will never leave you or forsake you. When you're going through, you can always look to the hill where your help coming from. When you're going through, you can speak life over every day situation when you're going through. I'm telling you, he's going to be a way maker. He's going to be a healer. He's going to deliver you and set you free. You and yours, everything that's connected to you, begin to speak life. Begin to speak life because for some reason, as Christians, we can encourage everyone. We can 
speak life over everybody else. Begin to speak life over you. Begin to pray over you. You understand? Take time out and say, Lord, help me with what I'm going through. Help me with these situations that I'm dealing with. And I'm telling you, at the end of the day, he's going to bring you out. At the end of the day, you are already victorious and you're walking into your calling. You're walking into your faith. Remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. So you're looking at your situation, like looking at four walls. I'm in a room. I'm looking at these four walls. If I keep looking at these four walls and saying, nothing's going to change. I'm speaking death. Then nothing's going to change. When I look at these four walls and I say that I know that my God is bigger than this room. My God is bigger than any problem, any situation, any health situation that's going on in my life. I know that my God is good and he's able to deliver me and set me free. Then I'm telling you, I'm walking by faith. I can't walk by sight. I have to let him guide me. I have to ask him, Lord, help me, you know, direct my path and, you know, help me to do what you want me to do. Help me to be more mindful of the things that I'm doing. Help me to change my attitude because I want to live and be a good example. When I leave this earth, I want people to say, when I came into her presence, I knew that she was a woman of God. I want my children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren to be able to follow in the footsteps and say, yeah, she made mistakes. Yeah, she did this and she did that. But at the end of her life, she was a servant of the God. And she gave him her very best. You understand? And I'm telling you, it's easy than said than done. Because some people say, oh, no, it's not easy to be Christian. No, it's easy said than done. Because if you give all your burdens, you give all your tears, you give all your doubts, you give your children, <laughs> your grandchildren, asking for your his peace that will reign over you, that will be over you. I'm telling you, your life will be great. Your life will be great. And we just have to just know that he loves us. Sometimes, you know, you might pray and you say, I can't even feel him. Oh, he's there. Believe me, he's there. Then he loves you and he will always always love you and he will always be there and send people at the right time at the right place i'm gonna tell y'all real quick and i'm not gonna keep y'all long i remember when i was in the hospital this is a testimony and um i was in the hospital and everyone that came into my presence was talking about god how god is good how god has delivered me i mean delivered them and how god said that i would be okay he will send people even in the hospital you know, to encourage you to lift your spirit up because I was concerned. And I said, Lord, I don't know what's going on with my heart. I don't know what's going on with my health. But, Lord, I'm trusting you. But in the back of my mind, I was still having fear. I was still having doubt. I was still going through because I just, they couldn't give me an answer why my body was going through or reacting.